there, there's certainly a question of whether or not it's a good thing to be that close to your subjects, living with them. Your lives, in many cases, depend on, on keeping in their good favor. Sebastian? I, I mean, I don't think my life depended on their goodwill, uh, necessarily. I mean, they were real, really professionals, and I think I could have upset those guys, and they would have taken care of me if I'd gotten hurt, you know? So, but there, there is a group dynamic that you participate in. Um, when I first got out there, it was like the first day of school, and I was the new kid, and nobody really wanted to sit next to me at lunch. And... Uh, <laughs> And that gradually changed, and, and it's, I, th I think the, the um, I mean, there's pluses and minuses to everything. And I think journalism, the thing it needs to do is to try to get as much information as possible, period. And there are many other stories covering the police, the fire department. I did a long story on forest firefighting where I was out with, uh, uh, on wildland fires for, you know, weeks at a time. There's many stories where your safety is tied into the safety of the group you're with. The Army isn't the only one. Um, and you, we, I think we have to remember that whenever you commit an act of journalism, you are trying to connect to another person or a group of people, and that makes you vulnerable to their manipulation or vulnerable to just kind of starting to see the world the way they do. That's just human, that's not particular to being embedded in the military, that's particular to human groups. Um, so as a journalist, I have to be on guard against that no matter what I'm doing. And I think there's a frater, sort of fraternization that happens with soldiers where maybe, it, maybe that connection happens a little bit more, so you have to be more on guard. Personally, I think it's completely manageable. I, I covered Afghanistan. I refused to cover Iraq. Um, I thought our presence in Afghanistan could bring a lot of good to that country. I'd been covering Afghanistan since the mid-'90s. I knew how bad it was. I knew what could happen if international forces went in. Um, I didn't cover Iraq because I thought it was a mistake, and I didn't want to get killed covering a mistake, and I also didn't think I could report fairly on it. I did not think I could be objective because I was really against it. And so I made my own decision about not embedding in Iraq because I felt like I couldn't have um, really done my job fairly as a journalist. And Bob, no, you? I was just going to say that in terms of, you know, we talk about manipulation, there is the, the attempt uh, by the military to try to, to convince you to not try to dig up any particular kind of information uh, because they become your friend. Therefore, please don't talk about this. Please don't talk about that. And it was never said to me once. The only rules that we had when we embedded was don't ever report while we're there live the location that we are, and don't use the name of anybody that was killed or hurt until the family is notified first. Those were the only rules. The rest of it is like any other kind of journalism, which you dig as much as you can, and they either share or prevent you from getting anything they don't want to tell you, which is no different than any other kind of story that you do. The kind of manipulation is the one that people fear the most, I think, is that you become so close to them, therefore you don't want to report on any of the bad things or any of the mistakes that were made or the stupidity out there. Um, but there is no better tr trust um, 
and credibility, I think, to a report that is negative, uh, then that kind of credibility is no stronger for those that have spent more time with them as opposed to just came in for the day, saw something, reported about it, their belief that it's probably not accurate and it probably is to some degree true. And maybe you are going to be a little bit more harsh, maybe a little bit more aggressive if you hadn't spent the time with people in a really dangerous place. And I know you said that they, if you were hurt, they would help you. Yes, I know that for a fact that they would. Um, they certainly did with me. Um, but I just don't think it's that is really the fear. I think what we talked earlier is in the case of a war, embedding is one element of it. I think all of us have wandered the countries of war zones too, while others are embedding, and I think we've always had both. So I can't really eliminate through pure criticism of embedding. If you eliminate that, you're, then you're eliminating one kind of reporting in a, in, a, in a war, and I think that needs to be absolutely in place. I was uh, driving in a military vehicle with a, a soldier on Kandahar Airfield, and she was showing me the, the training of the Afghan National Army. And um, as often happened, the, uh, the trainer said, this is just a god-awful mess. The, the army that we have is just not qualified. The, the Taliban are, are much better. And as we were driving back, she said, you're not going to report that, right? <coughs> Which, of course, everybody had said. And, and I, I thought she was joking initially. And she said, no, you're not going to say that, are you? And I thought, aha, I've discovered the secret of the military. They're, they're here to hamper my efforts. Um, but of course, I did report that, and I remained on the base. Um, Colonel Kaufman, is that the mission, to uh, keep us from finding out the truth? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> You're just saying that. Yeah. I would tell you that it would be the truth, and you wouldn't be allowed to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, after any story is published and, and we look at it, you know, I've had people work for me who that's their job is to uh, make sure that uh, journalists get to the point of the battlefield that they are trying to get to. The first question you always ask a journalist is, what story are you trying to cover? What question are you trying to answer? Because it's a professional relationship, and they say, well, what I really want to see is training of Afghan forces. Okay, so we try to accommodate that in any way, as long as the, the safety and security can be met. But the question I always ask, and I think all, all leaders today ask is, was, that was the story fair? You know, was that a fair representation of, of what the journalists saw? And so as long as it is, I think we're all on common ground. And I think Bob's point of location, <coughs> really operational security measures, or uh, protecting loved ones at home or, who are getting ready to receive some really bad news. Those are the ground rules. Everything else is, uh, is it fair? Does it represent the truth? And uh, have we accomplished the mission both from the <coughs> journalist side as well as the military side? You know, there's one other, just real quick on that too, is that um, when, you, when you do report, at least in, in my experience, uh, I remember on the invasion of Iraq, we were, we were, I was embedded for that with the first LAR of the Marines. And we lost one guy on the invasion, um, Jesus del Solar. He was a sniper. And he actually walked out into the field where we were. It's a long story, but we had to go back around as the Marines and go back to the spot that we had been about 24 hours earlier because we had to slow down a little bit. The, the Army was moving in a little bit slower. And we came out, and he stepped on a cluster bomb. He slowed, and it was an explosion in, in the sand. 
It was reported to his family later on that he was shot by, by Iraqi military, with Iraqi force. And we knew it was a friendly fire. It was not told the family. They wanted generally, which happens a lot of time within the military, they want to tell a nice heroic story about when someone's killed. And we reported that. And the, the troops that were with us, with the 1st LAR, were grateful for telling that. Because the stories sometimes aren't told is the pressure under those that are serving to not tell that story. We saw that certainly in the case of Patrick Tillman, you know, who was killed by, uh, you know, friendly fire, and people within his unit wanted to tell the story, but they had a major amount of pressure not to do so. And so we're playing that role as well. 